Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Dr. Susan Corso. She is a metaphysician. She does counseling and chakra work, but she is also a published author and has written over 30 books. And I'm so happy that she's here today because she is going to talk to us about the chakra system. And you guys already know that as a Reiki practitioner, I use the chakra system all of the time, and I know how beneficial it is to clear your chakras and to be aligned and know what chakras are out of balance. But I cannot wait to hear what she has to tell us today about the chakra system. So I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, Susan. My sincere pleasure. Glad to be here, Melissa. Now, before we get started talking about the chakra system, I would love it if you would just give us a little background about yourself. How did you start working with the chakras or even just working in general with metaphysics? How did that start for you? Um, oh, oh, my. Uh, basically, through tragedy is the is the short answer. Uh, a lot of spiritual journeys begin with tragedy. Mm -hmm. um, I... And I, I, you know, put your seatbelt on. This is dramatic. Uh, I had a child die. And it was a full T in the road. I was so angry and so hurt and didn't know what to do. And so I went, if you will, straight to headquarters and said, excuse me, and bypassed religion, wasn't interested, and fell over metaphysics. And metaphysics is really the study of meaning essentially is not things are not as we as as they seem things that happen mean something and they mean something usually for our benefit if we can figure out what they are in the meantime a friend of mine had given me a psychic reading as a gift and I went to go see this psychic and she said to me you were a color healer in Egypt and my eyes, you know, made dings in the ceiling. I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so a friend of mine said, you know, we're not, she picked me up after the reading and said, we're not far from the uh, metaphysical bookstore. Let's go and see if we can find anything on color. Right. So we walked in and there were, a, there were a couple shelves on, on color and color therapy and healing and whatnot. And I stood there and three books fell on the floor in front of me. My friend's name was Susan, like mine. And I, I said, Sue, she said, yeah, I, just buy them. Just buy the books. <laughs> I think we'll you have to at that point, don't you? When <laughs> they fall at your feet, like what right, exactly. choice do you have? <laughs> exactly. So I bought the books and about 50 pages into the first one, I put it down and I said to her, you know what? That woman was right. I know this. I don't know how I know this. But I know this, I know what color does. Well, people started to come to me because I was living and working in New York City at the time, not three seconds from Broadway. So actors who were having aches and pains started to come to me and say, can you help with my knees? Can you this? I twisted my ankle. Can you help me with a sore throat, blah, blah. So I started using color to do that. And people started getting well, like fast. And I, oh, well, okay. So a counseling practice actually happened to me. I did not set out to be a spiritual consultant of any kind, but I've been one for 40 years now. So 
eventually a group of doctors in Boston asked me if I would come and be the head of spiritual and energy medicine in a big medical center. Okay. So their Western medicine was getting everybody well to a degree, but they wanted people to be cured. And many of their cases were what I call the incurable diseases. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, accident-based diseases or anything. I'm talking about fibromyalgia and lupus and the the ones that seem to have no cause and no end. Mm -hmm. And so people started, they started sending me people and I would do a reading on their chakras and on what was going on with them. And people started to get much better, faster. And the reason they did is because what is behind any manifestation anywhere, and if your listeners know about the law of attraction, they know that it's energy. And energy precedes form. I was working on an energetic level. Doctors are working on a form level, right? They have the hardest job. So here's an example. A woman came to me who had been to see um, ear, nose, and throat doctors up and down the East Coast. She was an opera singer, and she'd lost the top third of her range, and no one could tell her why. No one. And I, I listened to her, tell her story. She was in her 40s, and she had a whole series of, of uh, operas booked in Germany over the summer. And she said, I'm going to have to cancel because I can't sing the notes. Uh, uh, you are my you are my last ditch and again a dramatic story but it makes the point I said to her um finally how old were you when you had the abortion and this woman like was whoa what she said I never told anybody no one I, I said I know but um well, she said, I was 14. I said, really? And I said, and were you raised Catholic? She said, I was in Catholic school. And I said, uh-huh. But she said, I haven't been a Catholic in years and years and years. I mean, I, I, I don't go to church. I'm not, but you know, I don't believe that stuff anymore. And I said, yeah, but when you were 14, you drew some conclusions about who you are that haven't been updated so you have a severe judgment against yourself. So I'm going to give you two words. I want you to say them every single day, as often as you think of them. And in about a week, you should be able to sing. She was like, two words? What? I said, okay, te absolvo, which is Latin. It means I absolve you. And it is what a priest would say were you to confess. So essentially, I turned her into her own priest, right? Yeah. She could sing a week later. Wow. That's how energy manifests in the body. When we don't listen, when we don't look for the meaning, things manifest as illness. But bodies, the coolest thing in the whole wide world about bodies is that bodies don't lie. And they don't lie because they can't lie, which is awesome because our brains can lie. And we can lie to ourselves about our thoughts and our feelings. We can even lie to ourselves about spiritual things. But no, no, bodies are inerrantly truthful. 
So if we can learn to listen to those signals, and I think those signals are actually the life force, the divine spark, you know, you know, something makes your heart want to work. Something makes your lungs want to inhale and exhale. That's something I would call the divine spark, or I would call it the life force, right? So the chakra system is the life force viewed through a prism. So you see all of it. The life force is a big burst of white light, sort of like the big bang, right? <laughs> then looking through a prism, you see the chakras. Now, most people think of chakras as sort of, um, you know, hockey pucks on a ribbon up the spine. <laughs> That's not what they are. Yeah. That's not even close what they are. What, what chakras actually are, are spheres, three-dimensional spheres of energy in constant motion. They start at the bottom of your spine, they go to the top of your head. Those are the ones embodied, right? There's an additional chakra that I work with, which is the eighth chakra, which lives in front of your thymus gland. And it's about uh, immunity, spiritual immunity. It's sort of compassionate love or impersonal love instead of personal love. So those, the most important thing about chakras is that they talk to each other. Right. So if, you know, Melissa, if I were to play a middle C on the piano for you and say to you, this is music, it wouldn't take you long to say to me, no, it isn't. It's a note. Right. So mm -hmm. having a, a first chakra, a red chakra means nothing. Is it talking to the orange one? That's what matters is what's between them. That's what makes the music. So the coolest thing about that is you can do chakra work sitting at a stop sign it doesn't need a mat it doesn't need a teacher it doesn't need a book it doesn't need a guide it's all you and the wildest thing is chakra work actually speeds up your results by slowing you down i know that's counterintuitive right mm -hmm. yeah. but the cool thing is then okay so let's say every sunday night you get a stomach ache like a sinking feeling in your stomach so my question to you would be, okay, is it above your waist or below your waist? If it's above your waist, it's actually your stomach. If it's below your waist, it's your digestion. And that's a different story, right? So, okay. Oh, it's actually my stomach, right? And you start to talk to me about work because I'm going to ask you it's Sunday night. You're going to work Monday. What, what's going on, right? And you start to tell me, and the reason you have a sinking feeling in your stomach is because you share a cubicle with somebody who has a really loud voice and it drives you crazy. You can't work. So, okay, that's a message. What do you do? There's all kinds of ways to solve that, right? Can you move? Can you talk to that person? Can you ask that person? Hmm, can we do this? Do you need really good noise canceling headphones? Great. Wear them, right? But that message is going to come to you in a sinking stomach. That sinking stomach tells you something if you're aware of it, right? And there are eight major chakras, right? But there are chakras all over your body, everywhere there's a joint. So in your hand, think in one, two, three joints in each finger, right? That's a lot of chakras. Mm -hmm. And so you can get messages from anywhere in your body if you'll pay attention. And we're not very good at that. In fact, we're really good at overwriting it. 
right? And go, oh no, well, it's no big deal. I just have a little bit of a tickle in my throat, right? Mm, Honey, that's called (laughs) COVID-19, right? (laughs) Let's actually think about that. Well, chakras tell you that you have a sore throat a week before you have a sore throat. If you'll tune in, right? I know that's disingenuous from somebody who has has, um, you know, written eight workbooks on how to work with your chakras. I have, but those, they are designed, first of all, they are workbooks. I wrote the book part, but you do the work, right? (laughs) For real, right? And you fill out the questions and they take you past, present, and future through your chakras. So the, let's say the, let's, since your audience is a lot of women, let's use the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow. It's it's um, egg yolk yellow, right? It's just above your waist. It's where you're breathing, right? And that's where your power source is in the world, male or female, doesn't matter. Um, but women have a lot of ambivalence as a rule about having personal power, um, mostly because we are... Um, thought less than when we use it let's put it that way right Mm -hmm. so we have ambivalence about power well what do you do about that you know that's the day you're asking for a raise you're doing a big presentation you're what do you do how do you support that egg yolk yellow chakra into beaming out what you need because you're actually asking for a 50% raise when everybody else is getting 10. But your job, which started out part-time, is now suddenly time and a half. So you deserve a 50% raise. That's not complicated. Do the math, right? How do you use that to help you create the future that you want? Well, you talk to the chakras above and below it right? So you wouldn't ever, I wouldn't ever work in a chakra that was hurt or wounded. I would work above and below. What is happening in green, yellow? What is happening in orange, yellow? What do they need? What does that yellow chakra need to support your energy? Well, it could be a million things. One could be wear your red power suit, right? That will ground you, right? Do you know um, the story about Amy Cuddy and her take the superwoman pose, right? Take the superwoman pose before anybody sees you do this, right? Well, be superwoman then if that's what will help you. You know, that's a gesture. That's a powerful thing. Um, If your voice tends to shake when you're scared, right? You support your, your fifth chakra, right? All of them have significant correspondences. So your fifth chakra is about expression. Your third chakra is about power. Your fourth chakra is about personal love, right? Different ones have different things, but the important thing is that they all be functioning and that they all be functioning together. When they function together, you are not wiped out. Like most women I know, if you ask them how they are, particularly if they're moms, the answer is toast. Yeah. Sometimes just crumbs of toast, (laughs) right? And it's because there's not enough quiet, be be alone and sovereign in yourself space 
to figure out what's going on. You can't actually pay attention to your own interior when every single thing you're doing is exterior. And you go from meeting to carpool to dinner to bedtime to story to, you know, it, it, there's just no way, right? That's why everybody needs alone time. Everybody needs quiet time for real. Even if you're the most extroverted, extroverted person in the world, you still need quiet time to assimilate what you're experiencing. So if you start to work with the chakras consciously, several things happen. One is you get way better at anticipating things that are coming toward you. You get way better at listening to yourself and your own guidance. And you also get way better at what you want. And at the, at the baseline in spiritual life, there's really only one question as far as I'm concerned that God ever asks. And that question is, what do you want, sweetheart? What do you want? Because I want you to have it. Think of the conflicting messages that you send about what you want every single day. Well, I'd love this. It would be absolutely fabulous, except I don't want so-and-so to feel bad. And I don't want this. And I don't want that. Uh-huh. That's called free won't, not free will. <laughs> I love it. I thought about it that way. Well, but you think about that. A lot of people live based on free won't. I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just don't want to make waves. I just don't. Yeah, I'm really not interested in what you don't want. I'm interested in what you do want. And I actually believe that God is interested in what you do want. I know that's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and by, by getting clear on what you want, it makes it much easier to make choices in life, right? Like, wouldn't you like to feel energized, empowered, smart, pretty, sexy, like all those yummy things that anyone could feel? And connected to, to the divine every single day. Well, okay, sign me up. That sounds good. Uh, that, I want that, what she said. Right. right. Well, the, shock, the chakras are a pathway to get there. And as Melissa said, she's a Reiki master. Well, you use the chakras in Reiki all the time, right? Clearing them. And clearing your chakras isn't hard. Yeah. It's not hard at all. But you have to do it. You have to think about it. You have to look at them and figure out, huh, why, why does this feel so bad? I mean, I know someone who always, always, always was on the verge of getting, um, getting a bladder infection because she was so angry all the time. Right. And she was, you should pardon the expression, pissed off. Right? <laughs> well, <No>. we, <laughs> right? we give all that away. Right. So I finally said to her, why don't you just have a tantrum every morning? She said, what do you mean? I said, have a, have a temper tantrum. Be three, get mad. Get mad because, you know, when a three-year-old gets mad, the mad lasts for no more than 90 seconds for real. If you just let the three-year-old get mad, they get mad. And then 90 seconds later, they're watching a barding video and everything's fine because they're done they're not mad and then calling their best friend and then putting it on social media and being mad, 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 and, and making divots of neural pathways in the brain, right? The chakras can actually help you change your mind. 
if you work with them, you can put messages into your chakras, right? Oh, you want to have a really happy birthday this year? Great. Put happy birthday in every chakra. Deliberately. Put your affirmations in your chakras. Where, where does your energy system, which animates your choices, which feeds, which is like the fuel for your entire body and what you're doing? What are you feeding it? Right? Unleaded doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is true. That it's is totally true. true. And I never thought about putting affirmations into your chakras. I really never did. I mean, it's when I do Reiki with people, I do give them affirmations to do, but I never thought about actually, do you have them visualize that it's going to that chakra or, or how do you do that with your clients? What I often will say is I want you to uh, envision it like a beautiful ribbon wrapped around the chakra as many different ways as you can with the affirmation written on it, right? And what I tend to do is I tend to say to them, say it four times. And the reason I say four times is because I believe that human beings are fourfold, body, heart, mind, spirit, in order of density. So body is the densest, spirit is the least dense, right? So they correspond to um, elements, actually. Spirit is fire, bodies, earth. Um, emotion or heart is water and air is mind. So you essentially cover all of you, right? And what you will find is that if you actually say an affirmation four times and imagine yourself sitting in your first chakra, for example, so your first chakra is about um, uh, basic needs, survival, um, you know, uh, food, clothing, shelter, warmth, cool, whatever you need, you know, the, <laughs> but the basic food, you know, water, air, the basic things, right? Yes. Um, and if you find actually that you put a happiness chakra, one thing I say to my chakras every day is happy, grateful, happy, grateful. I choose to be happy, grateful. I make a choice every single day to be happy. Most people don't know that that's a choice. You can be happy having nothing to do with happenstance, right? If you're grateful. Grateful means that your good is already here. You've already manifested it. But if you find out that your first chakra is not having any happy, grateful, you want to go, hey, first chakra, why can't happy, grateful stay there? What is going on there? What is the problem? Well, I don't think I deserve it. Ah, well, then you put that in your sixth chakra, right? Thinking, what are you thinking? Okay. So you learn where your psychological, emotional, and spiritual resistances are. But without um, dreadful digging into and reliving patterns and pain and no, 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 no. Because I actually think that the chakras are your mind, not your brain. You know where your brain is, right? In your cranium. Right. Right. But nobody knows where their mind is. It always makes me laugh when people say they know where the subconscious mind is. It's here in the limbic system. Actually, no, it's sub conscious darling that means you can't be aware of where it is <laughs> it's that simple right it's that's not available and thank god because 
if you actually had to think about making bone marrow and talking to me at the same time, you would be a very tired camper. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't walk and chew gum at the same time sometimes. So I don't know. Well, so there you go. Right. Like, wow. And by then knowing that you only have 10% of your brain available to you at any time, 10%. The other 90% is busy remembering everything that ever happened to you, right? That's where your memories are, your karma, your lessons, the things that you've agreed to learn, the things that you don't want to learn, the things that you've already learned, the things that you've resolved, the things that aren't resolved. You know, it's your closet. It's your soul closet with your stuff, right? But instead of using psychology to dig, it uses physiology to reveal one of my favorite, favorite prayers I learned in seminary, um, a teacher of mine used to say, um, heal what needs to be healed and reveal what needs to be revealed. I don't need to know what my resistance to happy is in my first chakra. Why? So I can tell the story and keep unhappy in there? No. What I need is to know when I need to know so that then that leads me to the next knowing, right? It's not, it's just not, it's, this kind of work is not predicated on the notion that if you understand it, you can change it. Understanding doesn't make you capable of change. Changing makes you capable of change. Right. And that's why I like the chakra work because it's fast. Usually it's painless. You can witness what's happening to you, even if you've been in traumatic situations. And I have. I, I have had some pretty crummy things happen to me growing up. And okay, everybody has their own skeletons. Mine scare me. Right. I grew up among alcoholics, crazy alcoholics. So uh, you know, it means that I actually, there are some things, kinds of work that I don't do with other people, right? Because it turns me into a raging three-year-old. Okay. I know that. I totally know that. Nope. Not doing it. Fine. Go, go to 90 meetings in 90 days and get yourself a sponsor. Then we can fill the hole in your soul that caused the addiction to begin with, but don't bring me the addiction. That's not my gift. Right? So... I love the chakras because they're simple, they're clear, and they cannot be monetized. There are no insurance codes for chakras, right? And that's sad because Western medicine could really be benefited by it, particularly, and that's what was so cool about working in this medical center, right, was I collaborated with Western doctors so that they're their people, their patients actually got well because we were addressing all of the person, not just the symptoms of the person. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not bashing Western medicine. God knows if you break your leg, you absolutely want Western medicine. Chinese herbs are not going to heal your bone. They might heal them faster, but <laughs> they're not going to heal your bone. You need the bone set. But Wow, to work energetically, for example, if you're really, really sick, right, along with Western protocols, makes chemo easier, usually, makes treatments easier, makes 
pain later. I mean, one thing after another, after another is benefited by working energetically as well as physically. And I'm sure you found that as a healer, haven't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I found that a lot of whenever I was doing the work, when I would sit down with people and do my consultation with them before the session even started, I wasn't necessarily getting things like I have back pain or I have this. It was, I'm feeling jealous or I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that. And then when we would go and see which chakra that was related to, you would see the physical symptoms that also will appear with that chakra. And it would always align to the physical symptoms that that person was experiencing. So if it was, you know, oh, I've been having a sore throat. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's examine that. And you're also feeling stuck and trapped. Like you can't be honest and speak your truth. So that kind of goes right along with that throat chakra. So it's interesting to see how the emotional aligns with the physical that then aligns with those different chakras. I always found that interesting. Uh, and ab- absolutely fascinating and never, ever wrong because your body won't lie about it, right? So, but what we've learned to do in the capitalist and patriarchal structure that we've, at least in the West, that we've grown up with, what we've learned to do instead is divide and conquer. So Melissa, what you're talking about is a holistic approach where you consider the feelings, you consider the emotions, you consider the mind and what the thinking is behind it, you consider the symptoms, and then you ask the spiritual question, ah, right, I've coined a new word because I'm tired of lessons. I'm too old to learn lessons all the time. No, no, that's not true. (laughs) I can learn a lesson every day, but um, sometimes lessons lessen and we make them punishments right? So I'm, I'm coining a new word, blessing, B-L-E-S-S-O-N. It means what is the blessing in the lesson, right? What, what good is intended by this experience? The assumption being twofold. One is that good is intended from it. And I actually came up with that word because of Representative John Lewis, the beautiful uh, man who marched with Martin Luther King in Selma, right? He used to say, um, not why did this happen to me? He would say, why did this happen for me? And that's what made me think, oh yes, blessings. Let's have the blessings in the lessons, right? Beautiful. So blessings in the lesson usually have to do with some kind of reintegration of something that you have left behind or neglected in yourself, right? Or they have to do with something that you need that you're not conscious of or owning, right? Like, oh, ha, this, if I know this, then I can go to this place and heal this. It's so there are steps in all of this, which is why I think chakra work needs to be taught like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I honestly think it's hygiene and the people I have met in my life, certainly, um, female people that divide and conquer thing which is what we've been taught in capitalism in war in i mean look at look at the power games that we get to see right are all about divide and conquer 
And instead we want to go, oh no, let's look at all of it. Because you or I or any of your listeners are whole people, right? It's like when people say things like, oh, I say, how is your leg? And they go, oh, the leg is better. I'm like, what leg? The one you keep in the front hall? The leg? It's your leg. Like, whoa, we disown the pieces of us. And that divide and conquer thing or make everything simple so that the protocol is always the same. I think the reason I've stayed so fascinated by chakras and human beings and well-being for so long is that I could be in the grand ballroom of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York with 200 people who all want the same thing. Let's just say they all want to lose five pounds. Every single one of them. Well, Every single one of those people will have that wired differently in their chakra system. They'll have a different reasons why they want it. They'll have stories that they tell behind it. They'll have all kinds of wiring that is meant to set you free. So one of the things I've learned to do is to approach people as though you are not a problem. You don't have a problem. You're not, you don't have an issue. You're not flawed. You're not broken. You're an integrity. And I don't mean integrity as we've come to use it as, you know, the guy, the moral guy in the superhero cape. I don't mean that guy. What I mean is this. Integrity is the same word as integer. It means wholeness, right? What if you are not any of those flawed things, but instead a wholeness unto yourself. It works for people. It works for plants. It works for planets, right? Ah, like no dog ever in their life decided that they were going to put their feelings somewhere other than their body, right? Dogs are integrated creatures. They're integrities. Well, so are we, except that we're not taught to think about ourselves that way. And because we're not, we tend to cut ourselves into pieces, so not necessary. When in fact, you are whole. So maybe your knees hurt, but your knees only hurt because somebody is bullying you. Something is sending you to your knees. What is that? Huh? Well, maybe your knees don't hurt because your knees hurt. Your knees hurt as a symptom of something that's happening and your body's saying, pay attention because pain never lies. Mm -hmm. It's magical. I say bodies are magic, true magic. Absolutely. And and not mechanistic at all. Yeah, it's amazing when you actually do the energetic healing work, how much that helps the physical and emotional. And sometimes it's better to ignore the physical part. Like, okay, you have an upset stomach or your glands are swollen or let's do something drastic or you're HIV positive, right? Or diagnosed with some sort of psych disorder. Okay, but it's still connected to your energy system, right? I knew somebody, uh, I had a patient who um, had MS and she was an energy healer. Like that was her profession. She was an energy healer. So she came to me one day and she said, okay, so I'm tired of having MS. Uh, Okay, I can get behind that. 
So I want your help, but I want to heal it. I'm an energy healer. I should be able to heal MS. From that day, six weeks later, she was playing doubles tennis. She started out in a wheelchair. What did she do? She did chakra work. She did energy work. Now, I'm not saying that works for everybody. And she was serious about it. She got a little help from me, not a lot. But she did work every day to uncover the originating events that put her body in the realm of needing to say yes to MS so she would pay attention. And that's how I look at it, at illness, right? Okay, you have this symptom. All right, this diagnosis, whatever that is. Diagnosis is not prognosis. Got to get that, right? It's just, a di you know, it's an insurance code. That's why we get diagnoses. But you know how people say this, right? That you know, my arthritis, don't own it. Don't, right? You have a disease, but you have a disease like you have a dog, right? You aren't your dog. You aren't the disease, right? So just a way to think about that. So, okay, what could the blessing be? What, what could I bring out of this that's good, right? When my son died, um, we named him Isaac, which in Hebrew means she laughed. And it was because I was determined to bring joy out of this little life. So one of my missions in life with pregnant ladies in particular is to tell them that having a baby is one of the best things that will ever happen to you. you don't, yes, it hurts, but you don't have to be afraid. Your body knows what to do. You don't have to learn it. It's not a pathology. There's no training necessary for having a baby. Believe me, women have been having babies in fields for a really long time. It's okay, <laughs> right? You will know what to do. And I know a lot of women who've had really happy first birth experiences. And when they say to me, you know, how old, how old is your kid? I say, well, he would have been X, right? Because there's joy. And that's, I think that's what we're all here for. We're here for joy for ourselves and for each other. And one of the things I think that keeps so many people isolated and in illness is that we don't celebrate the good things of other people, right? We're not glad when you're glad. And I had to learn how to be glad, you know, schadenfreude is a real thing, you know, being glad at other people's misfortune. Recently in the New York Times, there was an article about Freudenfreude, which I never heard of, which is the opposite of schadenfreude, is being glad about other people's gladness. And what happens is the thing that sends us into a disease spiral to begin with, we've learned to compare, you know, oh, well, I have, I have white hair now since I'm 65 and Melissa has beautiful blonde hair. Mm, maybe I should, you know, no. Yay. She has beautiful blonde hair. Cool. Good enough. Just stop yeah. there. And it's totally fake. So you could have it too, if you wanted it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it doesn't look fake for what that's worth. Thank you. So the, the, the point though is no, don't compare. 
This is you in your own integrity working at the level of cause. And that's why it's so important that we all need to learn this. We all need to learn energy. I know it sounds so woo. I don't really mean it woo. I really mean it quite practically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not woo. It's science. We are all made of energy and we know that. But then that's as far as we go. We don't do anything else with it. Well, we, I, we don't, right. We don't integrate those two things. Right. Exactly. Well, I love that. And this has been such an interesting conversation and very interesting to to see what you think about energy and how you're using it to work with people. If there is anyone out there listening who's interested in the chakra work and maybe thinks, you know, I maybe I'd like to try this and see if I can't live a more joyful, healthier life by doing some of this work. What's the best way for them to follow you or work with you? Uh, there, there are two ways you can go. Uh, one is, um, I have two websites. One is called iampersand.org, which is where most of my chakra work is. It's I-A-M-P-E-R-S-A-N-D.org, like the sign ampersand. The other is susancorso.com, and that's where all my metaphysical fiction lives. And they both have contact pages, and that's the best thing to do is to write me an email there. But in the meantime, if I could, I'd love to offer your listeners a free gift. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Well, that is uh, doing podcasts, a lot of podcasts lately. uh, People have been saying to me, um, well, yeah, but wait, I want to start now. Like, I don't want to wait to get the workbook. I want to do it now. Okay, here's now. Here's chakra now. Okay. So if you will go to chakras.susancorso.com, there are two digital downloads. And I call them the chakra less mores. And the reason I do is because there's a behavior that you do less for each chakra and a behavior that you do more for each chakra. So the first chakra is complain less, thank more, right? So if you notice yourself either running complaint in your head or everybody around you complaining, right? You stop it by being grateful and thanking people for what they're doing right? So you can do that right now. And it is really a free gift. I am not going to bait and switch you and ask for your email address. Although there is an opportunity to add your name to the mailing list after you download the things, right? But that way you can start your chakra work right now, this second chakras.susancorso.com. And I'm sure Melissa will put that in the show notes. Absolutely. We're going to put all of the links in the show notes so that people can go directly there. And I want to thank you again so much for that generous gift. And I encourage you, if you're listening and you think, yeah, I'd like to look more into it, go download it. You cannot pass up a free gift. Uh, And what a generous offer that you've given them. So thank you so much for that. And thank you again for the work you're doing and for being here with us today. It was so wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so very much, Melissa. A blessed, blessed holy season to you and a happy 2023. Thank you. And to you too. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. I want to also remind you, you can join us over on Patreon. There you will get two extra episodes per week 
Plus, I do a live card reading and I do a live masterclass each month. I would love to see you over there. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.